Welcome to the It Came From The Basement podcast, brought to you by Tourworthy.com. My name is Jordan, and I interview the bands still grinding it out in bars and basements to talk about the various DIY scenes from around the country and how it affected their lives. It's just going to check the timing. Yeah. We are an hour and nine minutes. Not bad. Nice, nice. This is like a little check-in. We're going to make the microphone a little louder because we're kind of further away. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. That's, that's on me for not knowing how to record. <laughs> I should know that too, right? Yeah, but this is my show. You're my okay, guest. Okay, I'm the guest. Yeah, no, you you're not you're not on the clock right now. So that's all on me. But um so speaking of recording, right. So you mentioned a little bit about like when you and Keith were doing the first Lake Effect record, yeah. just kind of like screwing around on your little setup. Yeah, yeah. When did you start investing more into a space? So basically, so my brother actually was like I, you know, like bringing him back into the picture again, he was a recording engineer. Like he had an early version of pro tools, like a Digio one setup, like in our basement. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew what it looked like. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. I, I had no interest in recording. Yeah. I didn't want to, rec- I didn't want to ever be a producer. I didn't really even like the studio that much, honestly. Like when I was young, like in my ex- early experiences in bands, like I never had a bad studio experience. I just kind of thought... You just preferred the show. I thought it was boring. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, oh, like, we're going to do this, like, a thousand... We're going to play this stupid fucking part, like, a thousand times, and, like, and then we're going to have to listen back to it and, like, make all these decisions. It's I like just, homework. Yeah, it felt lame. Like, I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I was like, get me to the show where I could rock, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just like, this is stupid. Like... I don't think I saw the like. I don't think I really saw like like the beauty in it, you know, yet or like the. You didn't understand the art. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, you know, and but like to his credit, he was super into production. He was always really into it, and like he would record like his friends' bands and like just people that would come to our base, like come and hang out at the basement, and he would record my demos and stuff if I had them, you know, like. And he had our studio for a little bit, uh, a little while in Fairfield, and um, so that's kind of where I got kind of like exposed to like learning how to record a little bit because I would bring in projects every now and again, like help him. Like I'd be like, I'd find a project and I'd be like, Hey, they want to come record. And then I would sit in and be the recruiter. Yeah. I'd be the recruiter. And then I would kind of sit in and like, just watch, like watch him. And then there was another engineer, this dude, Ralph, and I would watch them work and kind of just like pick up little things kind of that I kind of apply today. So it's like, I wasn't even realizing that I was really learning, but I was kind of just like, like just by shadowing them a little bit and like watching them set shit up and patch shit in, I was like, oh, that's how that's done. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I was kind of like becoming a little more open to it when he had this actual studio space, which was like 07, 08. Okay. So I was like, it was like the end of Tourmaline, like mm-hmm. right before Washington Square Park. So I was like kind of picking up. I was kind of picking up some <laughs> stuff. Something just crashed up there. I was kind of picking up some stuff just by watching them. But, um, so, so like by the time I got the inbox, like when we, when Lake Effect started, I kind of knew what I was, I'm not, not that I knew what I was doing. Like it was still very raw. But like, you had some direction. But I kind of knew how to work. A, I knew how to use a doll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew how to get around in Pro Tools. Like, mm-hmm. and I had like, I think I had like a shitty version of Pro, it was like Pro Tools 8, like LE <laughs> or some shit. Like, like it like came free with the inbox. And like, but I knew how to use it kind of, you know, like I knew how to arm tracks, I knew how to record, I knew how to do little edits if I needed to, crossfades and like, just all that kind of like easy sort of like simple yeah. doll shit, you know? So like, it was enough to get like, to get by and it was enough to like record like a little album. But, um, I don't think I invested in recording gear for another like two years after that. It was probably like 2015 where I like bought like an eight channel interface 
I didn't invest in anything crazy. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I think I bought like, I bought like an eight channel, like pro fire, like M audio, inter- like firewire interface that like worked with my, it worked with like my computer mm-hmm. and like, I got logic and like, just, and like a couple mics, like secondhand, like my brother had a couple mics that he just gave me. That was like a, like a kick drum mic. Like the that I still use actually the Beta Fifty Two like a Shore kick drum mic mm-hmm. and uh like I had I had bought two fifty sevens at that point so I had two SM fifty sevens and then I bought like a pair of like uh, MXL like condenser mic like small diaphragm condensers like mic cymbals and like yeah. drum kits and that was all I needed really you know like so I was like so then I was like hey you guys want to like so then when Lake Effects started kind of like doing more I was like want to just like record an album in the practice space. So we started renting that space I told you about before we were uh, recording. Before we were tracking. Yeah, before we were tracking this interview. Um, so like, I was like, why don't I just record our next thing that we do and we don't have to spend money, you know? Like, we, yeah. don't, have to, we don't have to pay for studio time and I'll just do it, you know? I kind of got the bug. It was like, once I, once I did the Lake Effect stuff, like, the first time, you know? Like, yep. and like And like, I was like, oh, I could do this, you know? Not that that first record, the first record was pretty lo-fi and just kind of like thrown together, but like, I still felt good after it. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, like I saw it through, you know what I mean? Like I finished the mixes, like, yeah. I, like I actually like finished it and it was like, and Keith and I both liked it and we were like into it at the time, you know? So it was like, I could do this. So, so then I bought, yeah, I bought the ProFire interface and like a few mics and set everything up in the practice space and then we recorded uh, uh, we recorded like an album and it was called American Sarcasm and that came out in 15 and that one's not on like Spotify or anything like that but you can hear it on Bandcamp and that was like the first record that I really like made like that was like a band yeah you know not like loops and like program shit not just like screwing around yeah with DAWs, but this was like this was like the first thing I re- yeah right like setting up like mics to mic a drum kit yeah. like you know like Miking real amp, like real amps, like you know, like recording vocals and comping vocals, and like you know, going like doing like a rec, you know, making yeah. it like it was a overdubs, record. overdubs, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that was the first thing I did, and then I remember kind of just passing that around, like our like little micro scene that we had. And then I recorded another band, and then somebody heard that recording, and then contacted me, and then I recorded another band, and then it was like I was like still working. Um, like at a different, like I like had a, like a full-time job at that point, like where I was like, just kind of tied to that just so that, you know, like to pay rent and shit. Yeah. And so like, I was kind of just doing that on the, like when like on the weekends or like after work at night and I just started recording like, just like local bands. And it was like, it was kind of just like one project ended up leading to the next and leading to the next and leading to the next. And then like, I just was getting really like, into it and I was like learning a lot and I was like really just like getting excited about recording and um we had the space and I had like a little you know I had the the shit that I the gear that I had and I was like you know what I'm gonna do this like and it was like it was probably like it was I, it was something I probably wouldn't have done without Victoria's blessing my wife mm-hmm. like who was my girlfriend at the time uh like I wouldn't have done it without her blessing because like we were like we needed to pay rent so I was like I was like, look, like, I really want to do this. I'm really miserable at my job. Like, like, it's really important to me that I try to do this as like a career, you know, or like as something that I really like, like want to pursue, like in the long term. And she was just like, I understand, like, you know, I, I, I want you to be happy, like, you know, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, and I, and I was just like, you know, like, 
the first couple months of doing it full time were, were really hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, we had to move out of the apartment we were in because it was too expensive. We were bleeding money. Like, we we're like, oh shit. You know, it was like, so then like, it was rough for a little bit, but then like, I got, I got, I started like, I started posting on DIY, like, Hey, these are the records that I've worked on. Cause I had already done a bunch of stuff yeah. by that point. Like, you had a you had a resume. Yeah, I had a resume that I had made before I quit the job. Like, yeah. so I was like, I was like, oh, this is all the bands that I've worked with, and we were playing so many shows. Yeah. So that was beneficial to it because it was like we'd play with a band, and I'd be like, hey, I'll record you, and I was just, and I was doing, I was really doing like at the time, I was just doing quantity. Like I was just yeah. like, I was like, as like I, I was like, I didn't charge very much, but like I figured I didn't have to charge a lot if I was just as long as you're getting people as, in the door. Exactly. As long as I was like recording people every weekend, you know, like, like, and then like bringing people to my apartment and recording them during the week. And like, mm-hmm. you know, then, then it would be like, I could make enough to, to pay rent, you know, like, and like, and we moved to a cheaper place, which made it more affordable for us. And like, it was good. It was like, it was really, it was really good. So I started kind of just like, it just start, kind of snowballed. And it was like, like I said, I would work on one project and then somebody would like that one and, and tell somebody and be like, Hey, like, you know, he can record you and it sounds good. And it's like, you're not, you, you don't have to pay these crazy studio prices because mm-hmm. dude, like, Honestly, like I, and this again, no shade to anybody, you know, I get everybody's got to pay their bills, but like some, some studios are just crazy. The prices are crazy. It's like, oh, we're $800 a day or $700 a day or $500 a day. I mean, it's like, I, and I, I was like, I'll make your record for like $75 a song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause to me, it was like, if I could make like four records a month or five records a month and each song was, it's like, it, it, that's like 10 song records. And I'm, you know, like yeah. the money adds up, you know what I mean? So it's like. So I was just kind of like, I was just like, let's just do it. Like, you know, and I, like, what's the, at, what do I have to work yeah. to charge as low as I want exactly, to charge? Exactly. And that was the whole idea. It was just to kind of like give people something for like, you know, a really inexpensive rate, but something that they like, and I'm not saying that what I was doing in the practice space was like fucking studio, like, like pristine studio level quality, No, but, but it was like, like something that was better than a demo. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a way for people to like not kill like like not kill themselves paying for it, you know, like but like but also have something that they can like shop around. Exactly. And like to something put they could, something they could leave with that they'd be happy with at yeah. least to show people, you know, like and like and they didn't feel like they were charging an arm and a leg for it, you know, like so like that was just kind of like the idea for a while, but then it was like, then it started kind of happening where it was like, people were coming to me to like do records. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, I guess like, you know, cause what I saw it as it was like demos and EPs and like singles, like, sure. Like I never thought of it as like a place where I would be like making like full records, but then mm-hmm. one thing would lead to another and people were like, can you make our record? And I'd be like, all right, like, let's make a record. If you, if you like it, yeah. let's go. And this, so then it was like every weekend I was, I was like, I had somebody in there, you know, it was like, and I think between like 16 and that was like between like, was it, it was the end of, no, it was, okay, 15. So I started doing it in 15 and from like 15 to like 18 or 19, no, 18, 15 to 18. So those three years, like, it was like three and a half years where I just was like recording somebody in there like every weekend. And then I was bringing people back because the place was noisy. Mm-hmm. So it was like. First of all, the the rule was I would have to get them in at like nine a.m. 
I'll be like, we got to start at 9 a.m. Because everybody that rents these rooms parties so fucking hard that nobody's up at 9 a.m. but me. Yeah. Because I wasn't partying anymore at all. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I cut all that shit out of my life. Like, drinking, like, all of it. Just, I was, like, not doing it anymore, you know? So, like. So um, you were like, all right, I'm on, like, yeah. this, this is my profession. Well, well it, was the only, it was the only way it. that I could do it and actually pay rent was to cut all the, all the like, shitty social habits I had out, you know? So I was spending money and going out to bars, going yep. to, you know, like... Going out to eat. Yeah, going out yeah. to eat, all that shit. It was just like, you know, it was like this, if I want to do... Sm- I was smoking cigs, I quit cigs, because mm-hmm. I was spending money on that, and it was just like... So it was like I just took a hard look at my life and was like, I need to quit like all this shit that's costing me money and just focus on this, you yep. know. So it was like, it was like, let me get addicted to this thing, exactly. And it's I did, me. and I did, you know. And I spent hours in that room. Like I would spend, you know, I would spend like fucking twelve hours a day, like on the weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, like twenty four hours, you know, like over the span of two days, like yeah. you know, like, uh, like, but like. Just like working with people, you know, and, and working on stuff. And then and then I would bring them back to my apartment during the week to overdub yeah. because it was noisy. So I'd be like, all right, we could do all the instruments here and maybe like a scratch vocal. But I didn't like to do vocals there a lot because it would end up being like there would be bleed and it would just like not sound that good. So I would bring mm-hmm. them to my apartment, finish it, mix it at my apartment, do all the mixing at my apartment. And it was just like I carried on like that for like three or four years, like three and a half years, like. And that's how, like, it's like some, some records that I really love were made like that. Like, like, um, you know, Tula Vera. Yeah. Yeah. Their first record was done in that room. Oh, wow. And I, and like, I love that record. And like, I, I still listen to that. And I'm, I'm super proud of it. And then I think about what I were, like how it was done. And I'm like, and I'm even more proud of it because it was like an eight channel M audio interface. Like yeah. there was no external preamps. There was no comp- like outboard gear, no compressors, no EQ, like like run of the mill like like cheap microphones like but it was like we pulled it together and it just like it's a testament to them too because they're phenomenal and they were young too but like at the time like but like it, it was just like it's just like I look back on that and I'm like I'm so happy about it you know like that I can listen to this and I'm like wow I made that in the, in that room and like with them and and it's just like it's something that I'm still proud of and then the uh, Weiner. Mm-hmm. I made a record with them in that room, and and I, I there's some tracks on that record I really still love, and Kaz I made uh that that first EP Hags with him in that room, um, first Wizard Brain record like I don't like all these like records that mean a lot to me you know like when yeah. they, like a lot of stuff done in that room that I I really I'll I'll always like cherish you know mm-hmm. so no that's that's uh, like another time capsule absolutely and it's funny you say time capsule because it's like when Keith and I always talk about Lake Effect, I guess, and what it means to us and, like, what we want out of it. And, and like, not just Keith and I. Like, the the whole band is kind of, like, in... um, Like, we all agree on this. It's kind of, like, one of the coolest parts about doing it is the time capsule aspect of it. To be able to be like, this is what our lives sounded like in 2017. Yeah. This is what we were... Like, because the songs reflect it all. Yeah. You know, because they're personal songs. So it's, like, all the songwriting is super personal. So it's, like, if you listen to a Lake Effect record from you know you just pick one from and you can hear what my life was like you yeah. know or what keith's like life was like or what all of our lives were like 
at that time, you know, and you hear it in the playing, you know, what we were influenced by at that time. And yep. it's like, I just love that about music in general, how it all is this, like, it's like this, these little timestamps, you know? And especially when bands can like last that long. Yeah. You can hear them evolve and change that's all what the I, time. See, that's what, that's what our goal has always been. Yeah. It's never, you know, cause it's like everybody, every, even when we started, it was already tri- like the, um, the, the consumption of music had already switched to a singles oriented listening experience experience but we always kind of were like fuck that you know like but not in a way where it was like we were like against the idea of doing it but just in the way where you understood yourselves in the context of a record exactly and that's how that was the only way that we could do it like Mm -hmm. the only way that it made sense to us was to like and and like and it's like of course not every song on each record is like my favorite yeah like i have my favorites you know what i mean and there's some songs on each record that i'm like yeah that one could have been left off probably but at the time i was like it made sense in the context of what i was feeling it was like those songs needed to be on the record to get the whole idea out of my system you know like so so it's kind of just like i don't know it's one of those things where I'm just really fortunate that I've that I've been able to play music with the same people for so long and to um, like share in this thing with them, you know, that, yeah. that we'll all be able to look back on and hopefully be like really happy with and just like, um, you know, something that we can really like just enjoy later on in life because, you know, you don't get any younger. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like a documentation of your shared consciousness for each part Dude, of era of the band. It's exactly. Yep. And that's so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> it's like, so that exactly what you just said, that is like so cool to me. Like, because it's like, I can't even keep track of how I feel and what I think like on a day regular, to day. day to day. So it's like the fact that, that there's something there that like, even like, you know, I have a, I have a one year old and like, she'll be able to look back on it and listen to it, you know? And that's yeah. important to me. Like, for her to like be able to like put one of our records on like twenty years from now and get to know you and a get to more. Know, and get to know dad, you know, like yeah. like and what he was like before, you know, before she, dad dumb. yeah, before <laughs> before she existed, you know, yeah. like like what like what was like what was my life, you know, like what was dad's life like, you know, like I, that's so cool to me and like such a trippy thing, you know, and I, I kind of wish my dad recorded more of his music mm-hmm. and that and like so that's kind of why I'm like excited almost like one day, you know. I hope to leave her with, you know, I don't, I don't mean to sound sad or, or color it like in a dark way, but like, it's just kind of like, I, you know, I know that all of this is temporary, you know, yeah. like, and it's like, maybe that's because I've, I've experienced some loss in my life. Like, but it's like, but to me that just puts it in everything into perspective a little more where it's like, it, it's like these are this is why you do these things right yeah. you know you do these things to leave behind some kind of legacy that you're proud of that you that you can you make a statement and it doesn't matter if a lot of people ever fucking hear it or ever reach it or it re, or if it ever reaches a lot of people but it matters that the people that are important to you it reaches them and it sticks with them and it's something they can take with them you know like and it's something more than a picture to remember you by. exactly exactly it's it's you know it's like and i like to think that and i know not not that i think i know we put a lot of our soul and our heart and everything into what we write, you know, like it's not just phoned in, you know? So I know that, that, you know, we're leaving the people, you know, that choose to listen to it. We're leaving them with something that, you know, you know, they can understand us better when they listen to it. Yeah. At the very least, (laughs) you know, like whether, even whether they like it or not, at least if you want to get to know, yeah, (laughs) it sucks. Right. (laughs) But like, 
it's just kind of like if you want to get to know who we were at a given time, you it's there. It's a document. You can listen to it. It's there. It'll never change. Mm-hmm. You know? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. Mike, that, that was a Mike toss, not a Mike drop. That was, that was awesome. It's just funny because it's like sometimes when, like when, we're do, when I do stuff like this, and I don't do it that often, but I, I probably do one of these like a year, one yeah. every couple years, you know? And I always feel like, I'm always like, oh, am I making sense? Like, you know. No, you're, you're speaking my language <laughs> okay, right now. Right, this cool, is, cool, cool. This is the part of, like, <laughs> as much as I love, like, I love playing, I love writing, yeah. I love recording. Yeah. It's talking about what it means to people. Right. I know. I, me too. why I care. Me too. And that's, it's like, and it's funny because you're asking me before kind of like, like, um, I guess about like my, like, like journey into producing and like recording music. A lot of it actually doesn't even have to do with the music. It has to do yep. with what you just said. It has to do with connecting with people, the, the real people that actually make the music. Cause I always tell people, I'm like, you know, I'll point to gear and I say, this shit never wrote a fucking song. <laughs> this microphone never wrote a song. This preamp never wrote a song. This guitar never wrote yeah, a song. Right. Exactly. It's the human element. That's, that's the only thing that matters to me. The emotional aspect of the music. Is it connecting? Is what you're saying in this song coming through in a way where I can feel, I can feel it. I can understand it. Because then you hope that other people can feel it, can understand it, can take something from it, you know, it, that it moves them, that it pushes them in, in one emotional direction or the other, you know. And that's what's always been exciting to me about music. It's the people behind it and why they're doing it, you know. And I feel like that's just the thing with punk. Yeah. Because, like, punk's never been about the musicianship. Exactly, exactly. It's all, we've always been, like, mediocre musicians. Exactly, yeah. It's about the connection that you make, either yes. in the music, yes. in the statements, yes. in, the, in the live show. Right. It's just always about people coming together to share an experience. Yes, and I think that's what, you know, like I was saying before about how, like, we started Lake Effect and we tried to do this, like, thing that was, like, more electronic-based and more, like like based around like performing with a laptop and pre-programmed and that's loops. not as human exactly and it was like this isn't who we are you know and it's like i can give respect to the people who came up on that and they and they feel connected to that world in the way that we maybe feel connected to punk rock exactly. or whatever but like to me it was just like that exchange of energy that like you know like from the shows and the and like really understanding the person behind the song you know like and like connecting with them on an emotional level like to me, that was like missing in this sort of music that was based on like, you know, a computer, you mm-hmm. know, and then and like, and I think that's cool music based on computers. I'm not like, I no, don't want, no, I don't want to put forth the idea that I'm like trying to bash any, uh, any style of music. No, you no, know? I like, don't think anyone would get that impression. Yeah. This is just, you're it's talking what worked about, for us, you know, yes, you're yeah. talking about how you communicate. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because, like, you still get things when listening to electronic music. Oh, for sure. It's just you're not, you don't feel like you're as effective as a communicator through a computer. That's absolutely it. Yeah. yeah. It was like it didn't feel natural to me. Yep. And and that's, you know, it's like to others, I'm sure it feels like more natural than anything, you mm-hmm. know, especially, I mean, 
I mean, I'm sure there's people who are like a lot younger than me that that like always had access to some kind of DAW, yep. you know, like, like garage, band yeah, or, or like Ableton. I know, like I know there's people who like you know are really good at Ableton because it's like so like based on like making dance music, yeah, or like hip hop. I love playing around. In oh, Ableton. me too. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. I, I I love it. You know, I have a good friend of mine sent me like a 10 gigabyte like sample library. Oh yeah, sample, sample library. library. So yeah. it's just all like break core. Yeah, and oh, that's I'm just, just like, fun, man. I was like, all right, what? <laughs> early 2000s pop song do I want to make like really like, aggressive right now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. I remember you asked me for the cause stems yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I never got around no that. it's fine I, I mean I it took me like a year to get them to you so it's all and good. the thing is I have like three other people I was just like yo like I love the softer stuff that you're working on. Like, yeah. I want to like beef it up with some like drum and bass samples. And my friend plays in a drum, <laughs> plays drums in a band called Skytop Motel. I've heard of that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from like Rockaway. Yeah, I've heard of that. But they had this one song. I I think it was I'm in Love on their last record, and I was just like, they're kind of like math rock, but also heavily influenced by the Beach Boys oh, and that's like, the cool. vocal harmonies yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, please give me these stems. I want to work on something. And he <laughs> sends me the file, and there's like nine vocal tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Six guitars, and I'm just like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Yeah, I tried <laughs> to keep it simple for you when I bounced down, but yeah, I don't, I don't I, remember what I And I the thing is, really. I think I've changed. <laughs> no, I didn't change computers. My uh, external hard drive cracked out on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, I don't even have those that files happens, anymore. Dude, that happens. And the thing I don't understand is I plugged it into my PlayStation 4 and it just reformatted itself. And really? now I use that drive for my video games. Really? Yeah. That's so strange. I, I Maybe Sony's got some weird overriding hardware. I have a couple drives that have died over the years. They just die, dude. Like, And that's crazy because like you put so much important shit on there and it's just like... And it's just gone. It's just like <laughs> fizzles out like... I was watching like a Hate Five Six live stream, and he was like going over how he backs up. I can't imagine stuff. how much shit he must have. Though. It's like, insane. Video is like another fucking thing. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm like, if you're like super into video, like, bless your heart. Because I fucked I around with it a little bit in <laughs> high school, but Did you? like, it took like a filmmaking class. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was like me and my friends, like we shot a music video in okay. a basement show that yeah, we played, yeah, yeah. and my uh, my my teacher's feedback was, we never left the basement. Yeah. Like, this video was boring. We never left the base. I was like, do you see the energy that we captured in this room? This is boring. <laughs> it's like, look at, look at the fun that is happening. That's so funny, though. <laughs> never oh, he, left the basement. He, he was the worst, but... <laughs> Wait, where, where did you go to high school? What Cliffside Park. Okay, Cliffside. So that's Bergen County? Yeah. It's cool. directly next to Fort Lee. Oh, okay. So you're up there, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, I'm really glad about the town that I grew up in, because there was, like, there was a music scene there probably when your high school music scene was happening. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, um, there's this one punk band from Cliffside Park that got, like, kind of big. Like, they opened for the Bouncing Souls. Yeah, who were they? IDK. I feel like I've heard of that. They ha- And they're like, they have a song called Cliffside Park. Really? And I'm just like, that's so freaking cool. Because this little dinky town that's only claimed the fame was, like, my middle school was the middle school in, in Big with Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah. So what what other towns are up there? So Fort Ridgefield. Lee, Ridgefield, okay. Uh, Paramus is not too far away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Brian's from Paramus. Yeah. So yeah, all right. But like, it's that whole like... My dad grew up in Englewood. That's on the other side of Fort Lee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Uh, that that's that's yeah. my stomping. Right. Uh, before we get... Yeah, too before far we get off. too far off... <laughs> 
you like history. That's why I was thinking. Oh you no, absolutely. Like if I got plenty if, of old shit. If I wasn't record, like yeah, yeah, maybe no, even after no, we're done. Apologies to the editor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel terrible. Honestly, I the, the podcast. <laughs>